I'm News Nation border correspondent Allie Bradley. You've seen the headlines about what's happening at the southern border, but there's so much more that I don't get to share with you during our newscasts. Here is where I'll dive deeper, show you all sides of a topic that's become a political football. This is Bradley on the Border. Human and drug smuggling, it's something that has just been rampant along the southern border for the last two and a half years. And now, though, the cartels are once again changing their tactics in order to get people and drugs into the United States. So what's going on right now is that law enforcement in Arizona are saying that the cartels are actually directing criminal human smuggling drivers to target neighborhoods. They are literally telling these drivers who are being recruited off of social media, whether it's Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it might be. These drivers are from 12 years old to 70 years old. They're men and women. There's no real profile on these smuggling drivers, but basically they're being recruited. And what they used to tell them is don't stop for law enforcement because law enforcement aren't going to chase you. They're not going to pursue you. While that's clearly not the case, a lot of these load vehicles, is what they call them, are being stopped in Cochise County. It's kind of like the gauntlet down there between Cochise County Sheriff, Sierra Vista Police, the different local law enforcement groups that are down there. They have that area pretty well saturated. So now what the cartels are doing, again, they're pivoting. So they said, hey, yeah, they're chasing us on the highways. We're not having a lot of success out there. Let's go directly into the neighborhoods because guess why? They're telling them that law enforcement will not pursue these individuals if it puts other people at risk. If it puts these communities at risk, law enforcement will terminate the pursuit. That is what these criminal cartels are banking on right now. And they are literally telling these smuggling drivers to go 90 miles an hour, 100 miles an hour through these quiet communities in the cul-de-sac neighborhoods in Sierra Vista where kids are playing. We saw them. They were outside while we were conducting our interviews. And people that are living out there say that they thought it was bad. They thought it was the worst that it could ever be. But it's even worse than that now. And while we were out there, there were children out there playing. They came out, they asked us, what are you guys doing? Are you taking a picture? And it was just this sheer innocence that they had no idea that within five days, three smuggling pursuits ended in that neighborhood, ended right there. And we talked with a man named Carlos who lives in that neighborhood. And he actually watched these individuals and camouflage run through his neighborhood, hop his brick fence into his backyard and he went inside and he basically hunkered down for about 10 minutes with his family because he didn't know what was going on in his backyard. Take a listen to what he had to say there. You know, this is my old town. I've been here all my life. Just recently moved back from Gilbert. Um, But this is a very quiet neighborhood. My kids are out here playing all the time. We have the neighbor kids playing all the time. So yesterday was a very scary event for us. You know, just a, a rude awakening, I guess you would say, in a way. And, um... Just I'm glad for, you know, the the sheriff and the police department that came as fast as they did. Now, obviously, Carlos said that he came face to face with them, something that he says was pretty scary. Uh, And it is something that he says has never happened before. He's from that area. He moved out of the area for a little while, but came back not that long ago. And he says he's never experienced something like this, especially three times within just five days. 
Now, the driver and the passenger, the sheriff says they were from Texas and Alabama. They were actually arrested by the sheriff himself because when they were running, the sheriff actually saw them hop a fence and he followed them and he actually took them into custody himself. So here's what Carlos had to say. And you'll hear exactly how his quality of life is at risk. And then Sheriff Daniels also talks about the arrest here. What's the process? What do you oh, what did God. you tell your daughter? What do you tell your kids? You know, it's you know, I think they, they know what's happening. Um, they know that they, they're not allowed to answer the door when, when we're not home or something. But I mean, I, I don't feel, think that they're scared. You know, we had a talk last night. I don't feel like they're scared in a sense. Um, you know, we have great neighbors that watch over us. So, I mean, we have that, that security. I have a lot of family around here and friends. So, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird feeling to have to talk to them about, hey, you know, you can't go out side and play for a little while. You know, we got to kind of hunker down a little bit and, you know, stay safe and let this thing like just calm down a little bit because, you know, what happened, it was just nerve wracking. What if there's no answer? What if there's no end? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to do about it. I mean, this is my home, you know, but I just want to deal with it. Hi. <laughs> I am. I'm taking a picture of Mr. Carlos. How are you? Good. Good. You know, just to show you, like, they're out here yeah. every day, you know? And, and to have, like you said, somebody barreling in here 80, yeah. 90 miles an hour, and then the individuals that don't want to be caught. Right. Sheriff Daniels had used the word that um, the individuals who had called in, you and a detective as well, that there was, um, that he could tell that you guys were scared. To a degree. Yeah. There was some fear I mean, in your voice. There was, yeah, there was. There was a little bit of fear in my voice. You know, I was, you know, I, I own a weapon myself and, you know, I protect myself and I'll protect my kids if I have to, if that's come to that point, you know. And but like you ever want it to come to that I point? I don't ever want it to come to that point. Yeah. But. And it's every day, is it feeling like it's getting closer <laughs> to that point where you need to be armed? I, yeah, oh yeah, 100%. What yeah. does that make you feel like, Carlos? It's, <laughs> it's a scary feeling. It's a scary feeling, you know. Um, but that's the world we live in right now. Yeah. You know, that's where we're at yeah. until something changes. I received a call from a citizen saying, Hey, Sheriff, I just found five people in my backyard. Uh, it scared the citizen. He went out back and all of a sudden there's five people hiding in his backyard. Anybody can imagine uh, what, what, what you'd think when you found that. So he called me, I told him to call 911. We deployed units over there into this neighborhood looking for him. He called me back about 20 minutes later and stated that uh, a couple of them were hiding in a neighbor's yard. I got in the neighborhood, two of them were, as I'm coming into the neighborhood, they ran into a backyard. I chased them into a backyard. They were hiding in that backyard, took two of them into custody. And these were the driver. They're both U.S. citizen and the passenger. Uh, she was out of Texas and he was out of Alabama. And, and then we took some migrants into custody that ran from us too. But again, it goes back to the fact that what we're dealing with uh, that's the second time in that same neighborhood within a week that we've had migrants and uh, smuggling in that community. So Sheriff Daniels mentioning that it was another law enforcement officer's yard that those individuals were found in. Well, that officer just so happens to be Deputy Andrew Marshall with the Cochise County Sheriff's Department. A pursuit actually ended in his neighborhood while we were talking at National Night Out. I was literally having a conversation with him, and we learned that another pursuit ended in his neighborhood. So that was very unsettling, and um, going from 
being the chaser and running through backyards after these people, after the, the UDAs are running, um, to coming home and then seeing the sheriff himself standing in front of my, front of my house with two, uh, two drivers. So that was very unsettling and more unsettling for the wife and kid who are about five minutes behind me. Deputy Marshall disclosed to me that he is married, he has a two-year-old daughter, and he it does not like leaving his wife and child alone at home. And it is the reality, though. He has to go out and he has to work. And his wife actually was pleading with him to stay home because she doesn't want to be at that home without him. First thing my wife does is when she goes home is open the back door, let the dog out, leave the back door open for a little fresh breeze, and those two are in our backyard. Uh, so through the night she was talking and she was not very safe in her own home and she didn't want me to leave. And so it sucks being on this side of it. Typically, these smuggling drivers are usually going to stay on the main roadways because they're trying to get out of this nearly 6,300 square mile county as quickly as they can. And here's the reason why. It's because they just picked up a group of undocumented individuals who just crossed the border illegally. That's why they're speeding out of the county. But the problem is they're speeding through these communities now under the impression, as I mentioned, that law enforcement is going to terminate their pursuits, not going to actually chase them. So I mentioned this area is saturated. They are making arrests. Cochise County Sheriff has nabbed more than 400 people for human smuggling in less than a year. That's more than one a day on average. And Sheriff Daniel says his community is certainly feeling it. Well, we had a big meeting. Let me just say this. Based on what we're seeing, for last year and a half, two and a half years, we've seen a huge uh, decline when it comes to our quality of life in this county based on the smuggling. So the smuggling increases, quality of life decreases. We have to step our operational tempo. So you're going to see some operational plans coming out here next week, few days, where we're, we're going to do some things here we've never done in Cochise County. Because when I say enough is enough, it has to come with some action. Otherwise, they're cheap words. We also got to accept the fact that Washington, D.C. has chose to turn their back on public safety in this border. And I'll argue it every day just based on the stats alone and then based on the lack of engagement. Think about that. I have a deputy right now fighting for his life at a hospital, and I've heard nothing outside the walls of Coach Cheese County from Border Patrol, Washington, D.C. I've heard some of our congressmen, and I appreciate that. Our governor and I have spoke. But when it comes to anything outside of Washington, D.C., or outside of Coach Cheese County from Washington, D.C., nothing. We're a team, I thought. I thought America stood together on this, especially when it comes to law enforcement. But there's a telling message here, a telling message. So we're going to do what we have to do in this county to protect it. I'm not going to turn my back and say I can't do anything anymore. That's, that doesn't solve anything. We're going to do what we have to do. So we got a plan coming out. I'm very happy with the partnerships that are going to be doing this with me. But we're going to come out. We're going after the cartels. We're going to go after those that come in my county. So if you hear me today on this broadcast, Stand by. So, yeah, the community is feeling it, and so is the sheriff. There's a direct impact here on this whole crisis. He says that he has had five deputies hurt in the course of a week. One was during a foot chase with a human smuggler. The deputy with the criminal interdiction team actually tore his ACL. And then another detective with that same team, the CIT, he's fighting for his life right now after being hurt during a pursuit with a human smuggling driver who was also reportedly under the influence. He was actually deploying spike strips and he 
fell backwards off a bridge and broke multiple bones and unfortunately took a turn for the worse. But the sheriff says right now he is showing signs of improvement. They are hopeful. There is a GoFundMe as well out there for Sheriff Chris Oletsky, who is married. He has um, children and he's also a retired Marine. Um, So he has definitely served our country and then some. Now, when it comes to why we are seeing this spike here in human smuggling, really law enforcement at the southern border are saying that the cartels are in control of the flow of people, who and where they cross. And while the cartels are tying up agents by pushing large groups across the border between the ports, the criminals are working to send whoever and whatever they want through the holes. One of those holes is Cochise County. Take a listen to what Sheriff Daniels had to say about not having Border Patrol agents in the field. Our pursuits, again, two to ten a day somewhere throughout Cochise County. And the reason that number is not triple is I don't have the more resources uh, out there because we still have to answer our normal calls and shifts and everything else. But over the last, I'd say, last 30 days, we're seeing a huge uptick. We were already in a crisis. Now you're seeing a huge uptick from the crisis. So it's really, really getting bad, which tells me, okay, our current plan needs to be adjusted, and that's what we're doing. Here, here's the other issue with it is the fact the more that the surge impacts my sector, the Cochise County sector, which is part of the Tucson sector, the more they deplete my resources, which I'm talking about my border, border patrol agents, they're now put into administrative roles, which is the enforcement of the, of the border. Take them off, put them in administrative. What do you have left? You have sheriffs. You have local law enforcement and your troopers out there trying to do the job the federal government has chosen to re reassign. And that's frustrating. That is truly frustrating. The only winners on that are the criminal cartels. Okay, so something really important to talk about here is September. It was the busiest month on record. We saw more than 269,000 people come into the country, and that means Border Patrol was busy. My sources tell me there were multiple times that there were no agents in the field at all during the month of September. So that begs the question, what was able to get through while those agents were busy? That is what the cartel is going to capitalize off of, and that is what the cartel is hoping will happen. And that is what they're doing. That's why they're pushing these massive groups across. And what's interesting here, too, the drivers in this smuggling situation here in Sierra Vista, they're from Texas and Alabama. Human smuggling drivers are coming from all across the country to move undocumented individuals into the interior for a fee. That is the reality. That is what's happening. And we're seeing the direct impact of these massive groups coming across, leaving these vulnerabilities in other areas like Cochise County. And we're seeing exactly how the cartel is pivoting and is using different tactics to try to continue to capitalize and make money. I mean, they are, after all, a $13 billion a year industry. To see what I'm up to next, make sure you tune in to News Nation. Don't know where to watch us? Go to www.joinnn.com. Enter your zip code and the channel finder will show you the broadcast channel to find us on. Don't forget, though, we are also on all the streamers, Hulu, Roku, YouTube TV, as well as Amazon Alexa and Apple CarPlay. If you have a story you think I need to know about, it needs extra coverage, shoot me a note at abradley at newsnationnow.com. Catch you next time. This is News Nation's Allie Bradley. You've been listening to Bradley on the Border.